0: We're continuing ranking the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for
1: NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins, and we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Lockdown NFL Scouting your first listen every day, and of course, a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who would never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Imagine
1: not being an everydayer of a locked on NFL scout. Couldn't be me. So we've done a deep dive on every roster we've done tiering of the head coaching offensive coaching and defensive coaching we've done now quarterbacks and we saved quarterbacks we wanted to do quarterbacks last week and say you know what fourth of july we want to make sure the people are ready for this what's next what are we doing next rosters kyle i the full picture (laughs) right so now it's we did all the foundational work and now we get to sit down and talk about hey, here's how we think these teams are constructive and how they stack up. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then we get into record predictions. And to those of you who are worried about us doing the playoffpredictors.com on the podcast feed, nope, you don't have to worry about four shows of us working through the entire NFL schedule. That's going to be on the YouTube only live stream experience, uh, but that will come before training camp as well. Training camp, like, There's some teams that have rookies reporting like a week and a half at this point.
0: It's coming, brother. Can't wait. Finishing up those last vacations. That's right.
1: This is your recharge window. So if you're a football fan, recharge now. Because by the end of July, here in a couple weeks, it's going to be full steam ahead.
0: Imagine needing to recharge your football batteries. Can't. can't I I have no idea what that's like.
1: Anyway, quarterbacks. Today, we got to finish the quarterbacks before you transition to rosters. And yesterday, we did all of the cornerstones and quality starters one through 15. It's about half the league. So, if you're in those top two tiers, you probably feel good about your chances to win most games you're going to play and not feel like you're at a disadvantage at quarterback. Things get a little dicey here. Now, there's some high ceilings, there's some high floors. Is the high floor with the low ceiling enough to surpass the high ceiling with the low floor? Is there any ceiling at all? Is there any floor at all for some of these teams? There's it's, um, it's more nuance I think to this group where I think there was some subjectivity in how to, to order them yesterday, but there's a lot of compounding factors that I think make today's a, a challenging exercise.
0: Well, you mentioned we're starting off with bounce back candidates and, that is very obviously Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, both quarterbacks that teams traded quite a bit to acquire, gave big contracts to, and played very poorly in their first season with their respective team. But the good news is, those players, both of them have extremely large sample size, a very good quarterback play during their NFL career. But, you know, circumstances that were unique to both players. Didn't allow that to happen last year, but we're certainly looking for both Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson to be way better. You know, these guys that are typically 10 spots higher on a list like this entering a season, but we can't ignore what happened last year. And they do need to bounce back to, you know, re-establish who they are in this in this league. So I think there's an
1: interesting layer about both these guys. We have it stacked Watson at 16 and Russell Wilson at 17. Um, because I think Russ playing more in this case, was probably a bad thing for him. The sample size of bad being bigger last year uh, probably helps push this a little bit more. where Watson played in five games. But what do you think about both of these guys as they continue to age and mature with their ability to avoid pressure? Because both of these guys historically invite a lot of chaos by mm-hmm. holding on to the ball. And they take sacks at a very, very, very high rate. Uh, Russell Wilson's career sack percentage was eight, is eight and a half percent. It was over 10% of his dropbacks last year, ended in sacks. Deshaun Watson last year, 10.5%, and, and he's at 9.2% for his career. What mm-hmm. do you think about these guys bouncing back and finding is is I mean they the case there's plenty of volume here this is always who we're gonna be you're just gonna have to live with that and if that's the case you probably have to offensively have an even extra gear to help make up for that in some cases
0: I think in the case of Deshaun Watson not playing for as long as he did impacted that in a huge way especially because we saw Jacoby Brissett not get sacked behind the same offensive line Mm -hmm. and even close to the same clip. But I think the time off, like almost two full years, it, it didn't help. Right. Because that's a style of play that I think the comfort comes from being in that chaos regularly and knowing how to navigate and get out of it. When you don't do it for as long as Watson did, it's going to be tough. And I think that's a big staple of what's made him so dynamic. So, I don't know that that's going to go away, but I think he can be better for Watson. But I think for both players, those numbers trending better is is important. But I don't think either player from a trajectory standpoint is is looking good for me. If you look at Watson, I mean, just my biggest concern is that I know he only played, was it five, six games? There was no growth even within those games. I was hoping to see him get like incrementally better. And then Russ Wilson, you go from a team that like, made you their guy moving on to going somewhere and playing poorly. Like they got to change the script back in a positive way for both these guys.
1: Yeah. And, but as you said, the resume with both of them is, is there, I think the next player on our list doesn't necessarily have that dynamic. He's already bounced back. And that's Daniel Jones with the New York giants. Uh, I think there's, uh, he's kind of at the, The peak of this ceiling versus floor debate, I think there is some degree of appealing ceiling still within Daniel Jones Yeah, with having more playmakers around him. You saw him not beat himself in the way that he had in previous seasons, and that that was a critical component for Daniel Jones. Uh, He is athletic. He's got a quality arm about him. He is someone who, with the coaching that he had last year, you really saw the inverse of both of the guys we just talked about. The question is how can, how much can you build upon that when I think you are a player who probably is never going to be the truck, right? The whole trucks and trailers analogy for quarterbacks. I don't know that Daniel Jones is ever going to be a truck. No, there's a conversation about what he's getting paid and whether that's worth it or not. But I think you look at the quarterback market and, what he was and betting on the upside. I, I think for Daniel Jones, there's a lot of things trending in the right direction and how high he
0: can go. This is going to feel like a hyperbolic statement, but it's really not. Daniel Jones last year delivered one of the best quarterbacking seasons the New York giants have ever had. And I that think is statistically factual, right? Like it just was whether you like it or not, that was one of the best seasons a New York giants quarterback has ever delivered. And I think when you consider, that Daniel Jones is a physically gifted quarterback, right? He's got plenty of arm talent. He's he's very, he's athletic, right? In ways that people probably don't give him enough of credit for. Combined with year two with Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, with what you hope is a, a better supporting cast, and how Joe Shane's going to continue to build that supporting cast out, I think you like the trajectory here, right? It's 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 good, but how high is that ceiling? I think is where it gets interesting for Daniel Jones. Like, how much more is there to unlock? Can he become more dynamic, but also Uh, stay low frequency when it comes to turnovers. I'm I'm excited to see the evolution here. So case in point, just to follow up on the Daniel Jones thing,
1: um, 15 touchdowns, just five interceptions. It's not great, right? But who is he throwing the ball to? Uh, His passer rating, and I know pass ratings, little antiquated, but his passer rating, quarterbacks in New York Giants franchise history with more than 400 attempts in a season with a better passer rating than Daniel Jones had last year. Are you ready for this excursion? It's not going to be many, but I'm anxious to hear it. Uh, Eli Manning, 2011. Eli Manning, 2009. Eli Manning, 2015. What Would I say 400? That's it. Incredible. For passer rating.
0: I wish that pro football reference allowed you to sort quarterback seasons by A.V. Cause that would be fascinating to see what that looks like.
1: That would be fascinating. Man. Maybe that's in their deluxe stuff. We will have yeah, to write I mean, a letter, a strongly worded letter.
0: We really need to know. Uh,
1: All right. <laughs> so, we, you want we let's you want to sneak in the last bounce back? Yeah. Let's
0: let's go ahead.
1: It's it's Kyler Murray. Uh, obviously, he with a new coaching staff there didn't play his best football. He's always been a very skill set specific player. I think it's fascinating to think about Jonathan Gannon coming in as the head coach and what that's going to look like when a lot of people have long assumed and us included, and I don't want to speak for you, but I feel confident in doing so. You can let me know if I'm wrong that cliff King, if cliff Kingsbury was not going to get the best version of Kyler Murray as an NFL quarterback,
0: who would? We'll see if, the new direction in arizona can unlock something else. We'll and see.
1: We'll have to wait to see him coming back off of an injury as well. All
0: but. right, we got some very toolsy quarterbacks coming up here in just a moment. But first I need to tell you about Bird Dogs. I love this brand. Their jo- their shorts, their joggers are outstanding. They make you look good. They have this stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through your thigh and your leg to give you that sculpted look. They are way better fitting than regular shorts that are made from stri- from that stiff, restricting cotton. I mean, Bird Dogs fixed that problem by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. You can wear these things with a polo, you'll look good. Check them out. And they also have this anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash on NFL. Enter promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NFL for that free Yeti-style Tumblr. Folks, get yourself some Bird Dogs; You won't want to take them off. We promise you. All right, Jill. So we had 16 to Sean
1: Watson, Russell Wilson, 17, Daniel Jones, 18, Kyler Murray, 19. If you want to know what 1 through 15 is. Pause, go watch yesterday's show, and then come back. And we'll pick up with 20, which is where we are starting with ceilings versus floors. I think the first two on the ceilings versus floors debate are high ceiling players to the umpteenth degree with the athleticism that they both bring to the position. Justin Fields at 20 and Kenny
0: Pickett at 21. I think there's reasons to be encouraged by both quarterbacks. I mean, Justin Fields, I know he has an extra year on Kenny Pickett, but what he showed as a rusher and the flashes as a passer last year were really exciting, despite not necessarily having the stuff around him figured out, right? Year one with Luke Getzey as a coordinator, but an offensive line that needed some upgrades. I thought they were run blocking pretty good, but their pass pro was shaky. But then, I mean, the weapons just weren't there, but now they are, right? You've got DJ Moore now is a legitimate number one receiver for Justin Fields. You have a healthy. Um, I'm gonna. Why do I always get his name wrong? Darnell Mooney. I always want to call him Emmanuel Mooney. I don't know what that's about. Darnell Mooney uh, coming back. You got some young players. Cole Kometz has been an emerging player. You've you've revamped your running back situation. Um, and so I'm I'm anxious to see what this looks like now that things appear to be more stable. And it's that all important year three for Justin Fields. So um, there's some plenty of, of room for upward mobility. I I remember watching Justin Fields at Ohio State and thinking he was a very good passer, right? And like was accurate and could access the entire field and had a good deep ball and you know, I don't think that that's been consistent so far in the NFL, but I I've, I've seen him throw the ball with good accuracy. I I, I just well, there's more to unlock and I'm optimistic for this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: but you talk about the the dramatic differences in who you're throwing the football to and and what Ohio State's wide receivers were and that system which is so You're not opt- supposed
0: to be the same. <laughs>
1: That's so option heavy, like they're running routes to space versus Chicago. You haven't had dynamic players on the perimeter. You haven't had threats to create large amounts of separation. That's why you see Justin Fields, sack percentage is 13%. A lot of that falls back onto him in the same way that with Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, as guys we've talked about earlier in the show, They hold the ball. They invite the chaos. They want to make a big play happen. But at the same time, you can see where the personnel has been limiting for Justin Fields, where he's had to learn how to walk the line. Yeah, Yeah. make it it happen, right? And and he has to some degree, but um, I I think you'll see growth as a passer, and I hope we see more efficient – uh, passing numbers as a result with less negative plays. I think we will now. Kenny Pickett, he's tough man. Um, the gifts are there. Really fun athlete playing the quarterback position. He's got that moxie and confidence about him. I think that's probably a level that sets a certain floor that you're gonna like. Um, the turnovers came in bunches early in his season last year, but he also even as he got better. The production didn't really leap off the page at you, even as his play stabilized. So he's somebody I think you got to really project growth to in some degree.
0: Yeah, well, I remember one of the challenging things with Kenny Pickett as a prospect was foiling his final season versus the previous like right. four. Um, and, all right, well, who's the real Kenny Pickett? I think the, the good part about what you saw last year is I think you saw some of those best – attributes show up in the National Football League and gives me a lot of confidence that you know he can be their answer. I thought he was really really tough uh, as a player like there's a moxie about him there's toughness. Um, I thought he handled himself really well he showed leadership he had clutch moments I mean there's a lot that Kenny Pickett did showcase as a rookie and now you want to see you know him evolve right the offensive line should be better right they've made some nice ad- additions there. Um, year two in the in the system you know how does that evolve? George Pickens is a developing young player. Deontay Johnson, you know, I think that there's more production there to unlock. We love Pat Fryermuth. Um, I'm excited to see how Kenny Pickett evolves. He's a, another climber candidate for me.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned that offensive line. I, I think that will be huge to find CMO more and Jones, man. Yeah, get some more consistency in the run game. Obviously, Najee Harris has been a big volume guy, not a big efficiency guy you get that going a little bit more you you i think you create the opportunity for more explosive plays because you're going to keep down but defense is honest a little bit more
0: so this next group the
1: dead man's bluff right like that's <laughs> especially with two out of these three teams you look at the the offensive lines and the their their team situations as a whole one of them is better than the other two but it's a couple of Long ten, not long ten, fairly long tenured starters to long tenured starters that are high floor players, but I don't think are necessarily, especially at this stage in their respective careers, high ceiling players. This right, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, 22. Jimmy Garoppolo, 23. And then Mac Jones is kind of the next young guy, but we have him as an adequate starter right now. And some concerns about the dynamic play of that skill group and how much ceiling that affords him as well.
0: Just unique situations, right? Like modest physical upside with any of these guys, but then just the situations are really, really unique. And, you know, we were obviously preparing for this conversation and I remember trying to sort out, okay, like who's going to have the best season, what do they have around them? And you're like, well, Jimmy's got, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs. Tannehill's got Derrick Henry. I mean, Jones has Stevenson. Probably not probably definitely the best offensive line.
1: Definitely the best. And offensive.
0: like a bunch of high floor, low ceiling pass catchers, if you will. Just all so. a bunch
1: of possession guys that are going to have to. They're going to get their wins off play action passes and shot plays.
0: Like Tyquan Thornton's development as a second-round pick, a top-50 pick in year two, is huge for that offense, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's a world I want to live in.
1: Not based off Bill's track record of drafting wide receivers, cool. right?
0: And what I think about Tyquan Thornton.
1: So Tannehill has. I you can't even say Tannehill is the best running game at this point. Tannehill is the best isolated player. Yeah, he's based off what he'd been at his peak, physically the best of these three. Exactly. Yes, but I think they comfortably have the worst offensive line. Oh, it's not, they comfortably have the worst pass catchers. Now we still have Tannehill at 22. You know, the the Raiders at least have the skill group and their offensive line between Parham, Illuminor being an adequate level starter for them at tackle last year, and then Colton Miller. Like, you got some pieces and you have the ability to run the football with Josh Jacobs.
0: Right. It's not like their offensive line got worse.
1: I think the quarterbacks get worse as the situations get better with that three. Tennessee, Las Vegas, and new yeah.
0: I was sitting here thinking, I was like, how much differently would I think about these other teams? If Tannehill was their quarterback.
1: Hmm. You probably like him in new England. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, is this the cutoff? Do we, yeah. Ceilings I think, versus floor. I, I think mystery bag is probably the, the fair cutoff for where we need to go next as we're going through this.
0: Yeah. Projects. Well, let's get to the mystery bag. One thing that's not a mystery bag is where you should be posting your jobs wow, if you're hiring these days. Every Brilliant. new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business, but you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy, folks, to create a job post over at LinkedIn Jobs. You can do so for free. And once you do, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that your company is hiring. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Mystery bag. I feel like we need the Scooby-Doo theme song going on here, you know,
1: Scooby-Doo or the, the Twilight Zone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. You know, right. very ominous music. We
1: have, we have no idea what's going to happen with it anybody further down the list we have a quarter of the league which is just up in the air with their starting quarterback situation not for not knowing who's probably going to take the vast majority of snaps assuming they're healthy but what that play is going to look like nobody is a better embodiment of that than Mr irrelevant <laughs> right. Brock Purdy maybe if he didn't have his
0: arm injury we'd feel somewhat different but
1: okay assume Brock Purdy doesn't have an arm injury. Is he going in the fields and pick it? Cause
0: he's 49ers fans will probably tell you. Yes.
1: Right. I think if he was, if he didn't have the arm injury, he's probably where he is. Right. I think he's, is he better than Jimmy Garoppolo though? I think he probably is.
0: Well, yeah, I think I think that's probably extremely fair considering we saw both of them execute the same offense.
1: Right. So he maybe goes up a few spots.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: But he's still an incomplete evaluation, right? Yeah. Like, to this point, our incomplete evaluations between yesterday's show and the quarterbacks we've discussed today are Trevor Lawrence, who we got very early on in this process, Deshaun Watson as... <laughs> The, the last case example of a quarterback like this missing this amount of time and coming back and starting again is Michael Vick. Yeah. So very few incidences of quarterbacks in the prime of their career missing that kind of time and coming back. So we have him as an incomplete evaluation for those dynamics. Justin Fields, nobody to throw the ball to. Sorry, Chase Claypool. No, Mad at me. Sorry. Nope. And Kenny Pickett is a rookie last year. Those are the Brock Purdy's, our fifth incomplete evaluation quarterback. And boy, did he, he had a knack for making it happen. He did. I respect the heck out of that. I respect the heck out of some of the instances of him conceding a down, but I also thought there was a little bit of wild stallion to that where there were some (laughs) high risk plays that were fortuitous uh, in the way that you didn't get burned by some of the decision-making that is going to have to improve. And you expect that it would, right? He got meaningful reps last year, but that for me with Brock Purdy is where the storyline goes. There's some really likable intangible qualities. He's quick. He's nimble. I don't think he has a great arm, but he has a sense of timing and he has a sense of making something happen under pressure.
0: Yeah. Seattle game, right? The Seattle playoff game. That's the one I'm just like, okay, all right, maybe you're good. Maybe you're really going to be a good player, you know? <laughs> I remember the text chain that day. Yeah, no, let's not get it. Yeah, but for real, though, I, I that was a journey. Yeah. That was a journey.
1: So he's going to keep proving people wrong. Uh, our next mystery bag is not Mr. Irrelevant. It's almost as far away from Mr. Irrelevant as you can get, statistically speaking. He's drafted over 200 and... 10 picks earlier with Jordan love and the green Bay Packers after sitting for three seasons, aside of a few spot starts, he comes in at number 26 on this list. And really it's because we just don't, we don't know. I don't know what you're going to be. I'm excited to see it, but I have no clue. And the variance of outcomes is massive.
0: You know, uh, it's funny as I had a conversation with Peter Bukowski, the outstanding host of lockdown Packers. And, um, we both kind of agreed that if you really want to see the best of Jordan Love, you got to go back and watch him in the preseason against the bills where like, we both kind of said, wow, like there were some really good moments in that moment in that game. I know it's preseason against a a team in Buffalo, but they were playing their starters for a good part of that game as well, Mm -hmm. where, where you got to see him. So um, I remember watching that and thinking to myself, man, I think Jordan Love might might kind of be good. And I mean, he was a first round pick. We both thought he was worth being a first round pick. Right? The story to this point certainly didn't unfold how anybody anticipated. But um, I thought they were smart to give him a pretty modest like extension to really give themselves a runway to yeah. see. And um, now it's about making it happen. I, I, I get a little bit concerned by just the complete lack of experience from any pass catcher. Right, that's definitely a huge concern and obviously we'd love for the Green Bay Packers offensive line to stay healthy for once. Um, those variables are are going to be important, but I'm I'm really curious to see Jordan Love in, in the NFC in a division that I think is very wide open for a team that has a lot of talent especially on defense and you know, this is his moment, right? Like what you, you we we have so much debate over like playing guys right away or sitting and waiting. I mean, we're going to find out some stuff right here. There's going to be, we're going to point to this for a long time, how this, how this all sorts itself out.
1: Yeah. Because the, the only other example of that right now is Patrick Mahomes. Right. It looks memory. like it's the greatest. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <do>. yeah. Just
0: <laughs> sit in on Alex Smith, give him Andy Reed, give him Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And then and that's the formula. And, you know, and, we'll, and you'll be fine. You'll yeah. Be that's fine. all. You it's almost be. like the situation
1: <laughs> is just as, if not more important. Right. Um, how do you want to describe what's happening next on the list?
0: I think we just be honest and tell people exactly what we did and Uh, why we did it.
1: Correct. But it's Baker Mayfield's our next quarterback. Yeah. He's not an incomplete evaluation. We generally feel like we know what Baker Mayfield is in spite of being a number one overall pick for the Cleveland Browns. It's about to play for his fourth team. (laughs) Right. And I think that speaks volumes. Right. Now Carolina making the move and bringing him in and, then he went to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, don't, I don't know how much to penalize him for the. Hey, the Baker Mayfield in his before.
0: first start is always really good, man.
1: Right. That's true. <laughs> we know enough of what Baker Mayfield is. That we have him classified as quality depth. There's some quarterbacks on this list who remain incomplete complete evaluations. And then there's a trio of quarterbacks on this list who we have not acknowledged yet, who are drafted very early in their respective NFL draft this past year. But with Baker, you have playing experience. You have, he's got an above average arm. Yeah, uh, He's got the short-term memory that can be favorable at times and going into a situation where he's going to have dudes to throw the football to, which he did not have between Los Angeles and Carolina. Uh, I think really this is the best situation he's been in since that playoff season in Cleveland, because I Mm -hmm. think the year after that, you know, things with Odell soured and um, you saw Jarvis Landry really regress as a player. So I think this is a healthy situation. Now those Tampa receivers are slowing down too. But I think Baker's the right guy to let the ball hang out there and not really
0: care, and and let those guys make some plays. I think Baker made the best decision for himself for sure. That's going to give him this opportunity, yeah. right? Veteran pass catchers. I'm concerned about the O line, um, but throw the ball to Godwin and Evans and Kate Otten and
1: <laughs> Russell the Gage. Ball where they may.
0: Rashad White can catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield and yep. play some good defense and. Don't, don't do dumb stuff with the football. You'll be, you got a chance. You got a chance to win some games, man. Um,
1: Our next three are all rookies and we have them listed in the order that they got drafted because they have no reps. Zero. It's impossible right now. You can prognosticate, you can have a gut feeling, but between Bryce Young, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, those are our next three quarterbacks in order because of the order that they got drafted. They are in a tier by themselves. And then to finish, Joe, we have two incomplete evaluation, not day one picks with virtually zero sample size who are starting for their respective teams who don't have necessarily the pedigree or the physical gifts of the quarterbacks who went in the first round of this year's draft. And Desmond Ritter at 31 and Sam Howell at 32.
0: Yeah, I I feel comfortable with putting them below the three rookies. I mean... Ritter was a three. Howell was a five. I mean, I think it says a lot about them that they're getting this chance to be starters despite that going into the season and, and really two situations in Atlanta and Washington where you feel like success is pretty necessary this year for those regimes to kind of continue. Um, so I think that says a lot, but I don't think that they're close in terms of, of upside. And of course, I mean, the, the evidence is in a year where, Kenny Pickett was the only first-round quarterback. These guys go in the third and fifth round, right? Right. Young Stroud, Richardson, their top four picks. It's not. It's not the same. So this could, it's all fluid. It can change as we get more information. But right now, I I feel comfortable putting Young Stroud and Richardson ahead of Ritter and Howell. Do
1: you have our sheet open? We do. Can you go to the offensive summaries tab for me? Good okay. question for you to close as we get yeah. ready to shut down here. The first quarterback that we just ranked to get pulled is who oh man why who do I have the, to go to the offensive
0: summary what was what was this because
1: you could see the backup quarterbacks
0: oh okay <laughs> the first one to get pulled i mean
1: who's the who is the starting quarterback who is most likely or in the most untenable situation in which they could get pulled
0: I, th- I think it's got to be Washington. I think it's got to be Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett and him being the backup there. And, I mean, Jacoby Brissett was respectable. I mean, that was like a top-10 offense when he was running it till they handed it over to Deshaun Watson. There's a toughness that I really like about Jacoby Brissett. Um, and they've got good receivers in, in Washington. And, I mean, questions about the offensive line. I mean, Jacoby Brissett has dealt with a lot in his – career is mostly a backup with navigating those situations where you have Sam Howell coming from a Phil Longo offense with footwork issues. Like to me, the leash should be the shortest on Sam Howell. And of course the other side of the coin being Jacoby Brissett makes that even more attractive.
1: I think the other one is Ritter and Heineke in Atlanta and probably a little bit more of a win now situation. And you have a quality depth player in Heineke who Washington, ironically enough of all the teams was where he just came from. And they tried to get rid of this dude for like three straight years. Yeah. And he just kept finding his way into the lineup and playing a lot of meaningful snaps. So um, I think those are the two quarterback situations, ironically, uh, where you have veteran quality depth behind a second year inexperienced player with both teams having a certain level of pressure to win. And I think that says a lot about why these two guys are, are probably where they are on this list as well with next to zero playing experience to their name. For us to judge them on so that is quarterbacks ranked one through
0: 32 i'm glad we did this man yeah i'm excited good, to good see fun. how much different it looks next year when we do the same thing i'll have to dig through the archives and see if i can find what we had last year but this is only you you and i this is our influence you know, there's been Correct. other people in the past that have influenced things is, and there's are great a, people but this is only you and i this is our say uh completely subjective
1: yeah we are not meant to be objective right now this is opinion season right right, right. we had a few people upset with which was it
0: the coaching yeah mccarthy
1: Mike. McCarthy. you guys are supposed
0: to be objective no dude this is completely just us sharing our opinions putting these coaches in tears that's right
1: we hope you come back for more opinions and objective conversations when it comes time for it but uh uh, I would say probably our next couple weeks is going to be a little bit more of the subjective type talk because we're going to talk about power rankings and rosters and how they're constructed based on our eye and our assessment and our opinion of the players. So that's what you have to look forward to here on this show. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. We are Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We appreciate you for making this a part of your day. And shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in with us here on Locked On. We're out of here. Talk to you all again tomorrow.